Philadelphia, you San Jose, or DC, Los Angeles, Galaxy, Beach Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, USA, York Red Bulls, Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. MLS playoffs are here. Two playing games this week, and then they begin in earnest over the weekend. So exciting, and it's a great time if you are a fan of American soccer. Thank you very much for downloading this episode of Pitch Pass, and thank you very much for telling your friends. See, I'm just going to assume that you're going to do that, and I'm going to thank you in advance. Appreciate it. Also, tell them and yourself to rate the show on iTunes. That helps in some sort of way, which I don't understand because I don't understand computers that much, which is ironic since this is a computer slash smartphone-based show. Good show this week with a good guest. That's right. He is so good, we only need him to drive downloads. And I'm just going to go out and say it. He is a friend of the show as he and his team, the New York Red Bulls, get ready to take on Sporting Kansas City Thursday, ESPN2. He was kind enough to join us today to talk about that and some other things as well. It's Dax McCarty. He joins us right now. Hey, Dax. Roach, what's up, brother? You know, getting ready for playoffs, I guess, just like you, right? Yes, sir kind of funny i just uh you'll never guess who just tried to facetime me and i told him i had to call him back all right i'm going to guess one christopher richard and i know that because i watch a lot of unimas mls matches pontius you are you are absolutely correct and i said do you have any message that you'd like to send roach i'm about to talk to him and he said Nope, I don't have a message for him. He already knows I'm the coolest guy in D.C., and I just hung up on him after that. Is it weird that I, I, like, I texted him, like, a year ago. I was going through some sort of change where I wanted to stop wearing baggy clothes and start wearing fitted clothes, and I asked him for, for, for advice on shorts that I should buy. Is that weird or no? No, that's not weird, even though he's got horrible style, but, I mean, it's not weird. Okay, all right, so I just wanted to make sure. I mean, is it any weirder than you guys FaceTiming together in the middle of the day on a random Tuesday? No, that's, that's, that's totally normal, yeah. What, definitely, what, definitely okay. What do you guys do during your FaceTime conversations? Uh, well, mainly I just make fun of him. <laughs> um, and in he, general, just how he looks, how he talks, how he speaks, all that stuff. But, I mean... For the most part, it's it's mainly just oh, you guys. I hope you guys win on Thursday so we can knock you out of the playoffs. <laughs> that type of stuff. And I, I assume he is okay with that because he keeps asking to Facetime with you, so he's fine with getting made fun of. Yeah, no, he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. I think that's what he thrives on. He's, uh, I don't know, he's got some sort of weird syndrome going where he's got to get, he's got to have me to make fun yeah, of him to bring him down a notch. That's how, he, that's how he feels good about himself. He keeps him centered. <laughs> There you go. But, yeah, no, he says hello. Oh, well, uh, that's that's very cool. Um, I called you friend of the show at the top of the show. Is, is that fair to – are you a friend of the show, Dax? Can we say that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The only, only, the only friend I have in D.C. other than Pontius. I appreciate that. I, I feel like you and Boswell have been – are, like, neck and neck for most appearances – throughout the history of Pitch Pass. So you're in good company. Hey, he's probably, he's probably got me beat now that he's the, uh, he's the star of the show down there now and before. So It's true. Uh, I'll, I'll take second place, though. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I guess I have a thing for Florida boys. That's, that's how I roll. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. We're, we're, good, we're good people. Where were you last night? I saw a, a very – you were looking very dapper, and you had a, a oh, thank you. gorgeous girl on your arm, and I was like, wow, this guy is really hitting out of his league with this lady friend. <laughs> Yeah, we had a uh, we got back from uh, from KC, and I had just a little just a little event in the city. It was a cool thing for uh, Xbox One. Actually, they were releasing a, a new game, 
um, I think it was at, at, at like some sort of uh, swanky little apartment that Microsoft uh, uses as like a, they use it as like a event apartment, but also kind of like a little office. Um, so it was pretty cool, man. It was, it was me and my girlfriend, uh, another teammate of mine, Matt Miazga. And Ice T and Coco were hanging out with us. Oh my god, fun. I love Coco, dude. I love her. My, my girlfriend got a picture with her. She was obsessed. She's obsessed with her her butt. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, is that too much for you, or are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. Probably not. Pro- probably prefer a little bit smaller, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was funny. I had a good time with it. If I'm gonna see it out, I'm fine with it. I may not want that every night when I come home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will you uh, and I? I feel like you could since you you tweeted a picture of her yesterday. Will you tweet out tweet out the picture of your girlfriend and Coco just so I could just see what you guys were rocking last yesterday? Yeah, I don't think I'll be tweeting that oh, out. Come she, on, she already she already Instagrammed it. I can't I can't recycle her picture. Uh, all right, all right. I, I just here's the thing that that's thrown me about this whole conversation is is the uh, Microsoft has an apartment where they entertain people. Yeah, I know. It's pretty sweet, actually. I was asking one of the guys there. I was like, so what is this? Is this someone's apartment? And they were like, no, like, <laughs> we just kind of, uh, we rented out the space. It's kind of just like a, uh, it's like a little event center slash office slash testing facility. It was a really nice apartment. I was like, oh, okay, well, you guys, uh, you guys must be doing something right. Yeah, and I guess that's pretty cool because if you're testing out games, you're in a setting where the, the, the customer is going to be doing it rather than some like, like an office or something. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's, it was a cool space. Really cool. Okay, so you guys are back from Kansas City, turning it around. We had Dan Gargan on last week um, just talking about the, the basically two-legged uh, regular season finale between uh, the Galaxy and Sounders. So I'll throw the same question as you because you're in the same boat now as well. It's basically a two-leg playoff between you and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, is that good, or would you rather be trying to go after somebody fresh uh, for this knockout game? Yeah, it's an interesting situation, um, but I think it's one that we're used to. Uh, I can tell you that our our mentality um, during these last two or three weeks seems a bit cliche, but our mentality has been that the playoffs have already started and that we've been playing playoff games for uh, a couple weeks now. And so, uh, this is to us, this is our uh, you know our we'll call it the conference quarterfinal, um, and we we got a great start in Kansas City. Um, and now we're back for the uh, the home leg. So that's what we've been treating it like. So I don't think we have any preference. I sure, I certainly don't. Um, that just means that, uh, you know, you get really familiar with uh, with your opponents when you play them back-to-back like that. So it was a great result for us in KC. Uh, the game plan was perfect, and I thought we executed it very well. Um, I, I certainly think that Kansas City is be much better uh, than they were. Uh, they obviously are dealing with some injuries, um, you know, a lot of fatigue. Uh, they, they've, they've been playing pretty much nonstop for a couple of years now because of CONCACAF Champions League and all that. So we respect, uh, we respect the fact that they're still a very, very, very good team, uh, a team that's they're the defending champions until someone wins it on December 7th. So we have to be ready. Um, we know that they're going to come out and be the same team that they've always been. That's what I respect the most about them is that they don't, no matter what injury situation they have, they they don't change for any team. They they'll be playing their four three three with high pressure all over the field. So we have to be ready for it. We know we're going to get a better version of them, uh, and obviously we're expecting to win. So I'll ask you this, so you don't go PC on me or cliched answer. 
because I was going to say, you guys have to have a little kick in your step, uh, having beaten them in Kansas City, coming back and now playing them again. That's got to give you a little confidence. But what is Kansas City bringing in that they're going to hang their hat on that, that they may go, well, you know what, it's not over because... Uh, I don't think they, they've been pretty good on the road this year. Um, I've followed them pretty closely this year. Like I follow all of our, you know, conference opponents and see kind of how they do and the results that they get. Um, and Kansas city has been very respectable on the road. Um, they're a team that, uh, they, they certainly consider themselves, uh, a team that doesn't like to sit in on the road. So they're going to attack. Uh, they're going to attack. They're going to try to keep the ball. They're going to press us all over the field. Um, and look, they've gotten they've gotten results at Red Bull Arena before. Uh, they beat us last year at Red Bull Arena, um, so they're going to know that they can come in and get a result if we don't play well. So for us, the focus has to be uh, strictly on ourselves and what we're going to do uh, just as well, if not better, than we did in Kansas City. And we know that uh, Red Bull Arena is uh, is a place where we're very confident. And I think that's the main thing that came out of that game in Kansas City is just the confidence of knowing that. Uh, that the Columbus game where we were very bad was hopefully just an, an aberration. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a theme that we're working with. So obviously it was great for our confidence. We needed to have a better performance uh, because of the Kansas city game and obviously getting three points and securing a home, a home game in the playoffs. Uh, you know, that was the end result, but it was great for our confidence going forward. Uh, a lot of talk outside of the organization has been on getting uh, – you guys have a lot of pieces that fit best in the center. Yourself, uh, Tim Cahill, uh, Alexander, Henri. Uh, you haven't had to really make this decision much throughout the course of the season, but as it looks now with, with Henri's Achilles, you might have to make that decision or Mike might have to make that decision. Uh, is that something that's difficult? Is that something that we as outsiders need to think about? Or is that not a big deal and we're just putting our 11 out and that's who we're going to battle with? Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a great problem for Mike to have, to be honest. Um, and that's his decision. Uh, Mike is going to play who he feels gives us the best chance to win on any given day. Uh, I think it shows uh, a great test of our character and uh, a true test of our depth that – a player as good as Thierry Henry, as good as he's been for us this year, uh, doesn't travel with us in a big game, and we can still come out and get a 2-0 result yeah. on the road. I think that shows a, a lot of character from us. So uh, hopefully, you know, obviously we're not sure what Thierry's injury situation is like with his Achilles. Um, those always kind of flare up at, at random times, and we're hoping that he recovers in time because any time that you have a guy, uh, you know, with his talent and his – experience and his pedigree that can come back in and into the team uh if he's fit you want to take that you want to use that to your advantage so we're going to know that uh you know hopefully we'll be fairly healthy going into that game against kansas city and it's mike's decision i mean the tactics will certainly dictate who plays and who plays where but i think one thing we've proven throughout the season is that a lot of players are very interchangeable um we have a bunch of midfielders who can all kind of shift and play certain positions um where maybe other teams don't have that luxury. So no matter who plays, uh, we know that the team is, is very confident. We're confident in every guy on the field, and hopefully Mike, uh, Mike will pick the team that will get the job done. Yeah, with all the versatility, they don't call you the Ajax of the United States for nothing. Wait, they don't call you that, do they? <laughs> uh, not that I've heard, but uh, you know, hopefully we can be as successful as Ajax has been. <laughs> all right, so 
I'm not going to say that you guys uh, have had a fixture congestion lately, um, especially with the the way that you guys have trotted out CONCACAF Champions League lineups the last few matches. Um, but you do have now an extra match that if you, if you move on, D.C. United does not have. So tell me the upside or give me the spin of why it's good that you guys get to play a midweek match and then have to turn it right back around on Sunday. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of reasons why yeah. it's good. And honestly, I can't really figure <laughs> out one. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's similar to, um, uh, basketball or baseball or even football for that matter, where, uh, maybe it's good to play, um, you know, not have a buy an, an off week before another team, because, you know, you can get sharp. Uh, I think when you play soccer, it takes such a physical toll on your body, um, especially playoff games. It's just a whole nother level, a whole nother intensity. Um, there's really no positives to, to being able to play. The only positive coming from this game is that we can play at home. Yeah. And then if we win, we don't have to travel. We get to stay at Red Bull Arena, and that helps with recovery. Um, but to be honest, there's no, no advantage to playing midweek, uh, especially when you're talking about the playoffs. Um, you want to have uh, your legs under you. You want to be able to go a 1,000 miles an hour for as long as you possibly can. And when you play a tough midweek game against a good team, um, there's certainly no advantage uh, to playing a midweek game. So if we advance, um, we know we have our work cut out for us, uh, but I'm not going to get too in-depth about that because we, we're looking at Kansas City. The Kansas City game is all that matters at this point. Uh, they're certainly confident that they can come into Red Bull Arena and get a result, as obviously we're confident we can beat them at home. So if we advance, we'll worry about that then. I don't think this uh, applies to you guys, but I saw that Vancouver uh, was tweeting yesterday as they were making their way to Dallas. They actually were able to take a charter flight. Is there is that MLS rules? Once we get to the playoffs, you now can fly charter? Um, I'd have to brush up on the CBA. <laughs> I, I, I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked at it in a little while, but I, I'm not sure if the rules uh, state that your charter flights uh, start over for the playoffs. I think that if I'm under, if I understand it correctly, you have a certain amount of charter flights All for right. the whole season. Um, so I don't know if they've if they've used uh, if they just had you know they use their charter flight because it's the playoffs yeah. and they had a couple legs left over. I'm not too sure how that works, but I wouldn't be surprised if it started over for the playoffs. I mean that would make sense. And yeah. That would be uh, that would be the best for every team, but uh, I'm not too sure about that. So, and I'm going to ask you about CBA in a second since you brought it up. And again, it really doesn't apply to you guys. If you win, you stay home for Sunday, and then I assume you train to DC for the for the for the next leg. Charters don't come into play. What do you think about this realignment for next year? I mean, in the back of my mind, just this is a real big picture, broad stroke kind of question. I feel like. Maybe the quality of play, at least in the Eastern Conference, will improve because you're looking, especially where you guys are in New York City, you're looking at no more than two hours for a flight for um, a majority of your matches next year. Yeah, I think I think it's there's a couple things that go into it. First is that um, you know you hope that the level of play increases because of less distance traveled. Uh, that's certainly one way to look at it, but you also look at it as you're losing two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference over the last couple of years. So um, that makes the West that much more competitive. And then depending on how New York and Orlando City come in, um, you know, that all all remains to be seen. But my honest opinion is that 
New York City FC and Orlando City, um, they're going to be very, very good as expansion teams. They have organizations that seem to do things the right way. They have people in place that know what they're doing. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a situation like we've had in the past where maybe expansion teams, uh, they don't do as well yeah. uh, because they're expansion teams. I think that's going out the window with New York and Orlando. I think both of them are going to be very competitive next year. And, yeah, uh, cutting down on travel is always a good thing. We're still going to have to make a few trips out west uh, like we always do every season. But if you can minimize that, uh, it certainly brings for a better level of play because you can reduce injuries, you can reduce uh, heavy legs from guys. Um, so it's certainly a good thing. But uh, at the same time, uh, with Chivas dropping out, um, you know, it, it makes it a little bit uh, a little bit easier. It's balanced. It's a little bit 20 teams. Um, you know, both team both conferences have 10 teams. Uh, it certainly makes a lot more sense that way. Would you, and um, you know, I think I think next year will be very interesting to see, uh, you know, which teams kind of step up and 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 start you know doing well because of the conference realignment. Philosophical question: Would you be in favor of them adding another team to the playoffs since they're adding another team to the league, or would you like the, do you like the fact that it's this this many teams make the playoffs, and if we add two more teams, it just makes it that much more difficult, which makes the regular season that much more important. No, I like it. I, I, w- I would like for it to stay the same. Uh, I don't think you, I think it is. It's very good the way it is. I like the playoff format. Um, I think you're rewarded. Uh, you're rewarded if you do well in the regular season by having home games and by hosting MLS Cup. If you get there, uh, it, the better you do in the regular season, that the more that it means to be able to host MLS. And obviously, do as well in the regular season. You have to play an extra game. Uh, a one-off game in the playoffs. So certainly uh, I think the playoff format the way it is, is is good. It's one of the better formats we've had over my tenure in the league. Um, I, I don't think it should change. You're the supporter shield winner from last year. Uh, we saw the the brouhaha over uh, DeAndre Yedlin's comments about how, to him, the supporter shield means more than MLS Cups. Uh, he gave his reasons, and they're his reasons, and so they're valid because they're his reasons. Uh, as the winner of supporter shield last year, who didn't go on and win MLS Cup, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think that DeAndre is he's a he's a bright kid. He definitely knows what he's talking about, um, and. I agree with him. I agree with him, and I respectfully disagree with him. I think that he has a point when he said that it probably is more difficult to win a supporter shield. Yes. Uh, I agree with that 100%. That is, over the course of the season, the best team that has been the most consistent team in the league. And everybody knows how much parity is in MLS, and everybody knows how difficult it is to stay consistent enough to be at the top of the league when it's over. Uh, I definitely agree with him, but... Is it more important than MLS Cup? No, it is not. Because the way that MLS works is the champion is the team that wins in the playoffs. So uh, until Don Garber changes that uh, that importance, until he changes the rule that says the supporter shield is the most important thing in the uh, playoffs or just for the fans or just for whatever, uh, I am still going to be a firm believer that MLS Cup is the most important trophy that you can win. But I do agree with him when he says that Supporter Shield is more difficult to win. Uh, I certainly think that he has a point. Um, I'm a Supporter Shield winner from last year, and it was uh, a fantastic trophy for us to win. I think it's a major trophy. I think it's an important trophy, but I still think MLS Cup should take precedent over the Supporter Shield because that's the way the league works. The league puts more importance on the playoffs than the MLS Cup, 
So that's where I think players, you know, that's where their main focus should be once they get into the playoffs is, uh, you know, if you can win a supporter shield, do it because it's a very important piece of silverware. It's a major trophy, but the main focus should be on winning MLS Cup. Did you read the New York Times article about the MLS players and, and the salaries? And, and the what? The New York Times article about MLS and the player salaries. I did not. I don't think I, I saw that one. Okay, but I, look, it, there, it's just the basic, hey, these guys have to take second jobs, that, that sort of situation. We've been down this road many times. So even if you haven't read it, I think you know what the, the gist of it was. Yeah. Uh, CBA coming up, you, you referred to it earlier. Uh, that's going to be a big issue. You, as a guy who isn't one of those ground floor guys and didn't come in as a ground floor guy, um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts uh, as you see the $100 million proposed uh, expansion fee, the one that's confirmed from NYCFC, the one that could be coming in from L.A. to uh, the TV deal? Uh, the overseas marketing of MLS rights. What are your thoughts as a player and somebody who has a contract coming up, not your personal contract, the CBA contract coming up, where we could change that? Yeah, my thoughts are that uh, it's obviously a, a sensitive issue. It's an issue that is going to be, as long as there are unions and as long as there are league owners um, that kind of have uh, you know, differing views on, on where certain things should be, there's always going to be important issues to take care of. And it's a sensitive issue because obviously we are talking about it right now. There are negotiations yep. ongoing. How, in, um, how, involved, is, how involved are you in that process, uh, Dax? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty involved. I mean, I'm a, I'm a player rep on the New York Red Bulls okay. along with a few other guys. So I know what's going on. We all know what's going on. I think – more players in the MLS than ever before are educated on the issues that we do have and the, the changes that do need to be made. Um, we're going to be, we're obviously going to be very, uh, you know, careful with, uh, with how we approach it because I don't think anyone wants a work stoppage. There's no, no one from the league office to the owners, to the players, to the coaches, nobody wants to have a work stoppage. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, obviously there are certainly things that need to change and, you know, minimum salaries for guys just coming into the league. Um, we would love to see that increase and we would love to see guys who are kind of, you know, developmental young guys on the roster uh, that are there probably for depth more than anything. We would love to see them, um, you know, make a little bit more money and live a little bit more comfortably. That being said, there are other issues that, you know, we're going to have to solve as well. So, um, there are plenty of things, uh, you know, that still have to be done. Uh, it's very early in the in the, in the negotiation process. Um, I can't really elaborate too much more than that, but I definitely will say that uh, we are going to try our best to uh, to get the best deal we possibly can. And I know the MLS is going to do the best to uh, to get the best deal that that they possibly can. And if we can meet in the middle somewhere. Uh, hopefully that will make for uh, both parties being happy and the 2015 season going on um, as planned and, and having no issues. Well, and I appreciate that. And I, I, I have one follow-up. And, I, again, I obviously I understand the delicacy of the matter, and I don't want you to violate anything going on uh, in, the, in the organization itself. Uh, you know, I'm a union member as well uh, here at the radio station, and I guess my question to you is, from one shop steward to another shop steward, uh, sometimes you get some guys who are gung-ho and really involved, and sometimes you have some guys who are just happy to let other people argue on on their behalf. 
How yeah. how invested? And again, if this is too in depth, please just shut me down. How invested are the Red Bulls, the players, in what's going on? How aware are the players? Would you say, in a general sense, are they? About uh, what's going I, w- on? I would say that every player on our, our roster is very invested in what's going on. We have meetings regularly um, to update guys on what's happening. Uh, you and you have to have that. Yeah, you have to have representatives of all age groups give an opinion because it doesn't matter um you know you need a player from each age group and a guy in each different contract situation to have an opinion because this affects everyone on the team and this is going to affect players coming into the league for years going forward so we don't want three or four guys that are making a lot of money speaking for everyone on the team we need those rookies and we need those younger guys that don't make as much money to speak up and give their opinion as well, because this is going to affect everybody. Um, but as far as your question goes, the Red Bulls are very engaged. Uh, all the players are very interested in what's going on. There's no one that's uh, that's saying, nope, I don't have an opinion. Just go ahead and you know take care of whatever you need to take care of. Everyone knows what's going on. And I think that's the difference probably this year, as opposed to yeah. the past couple CBAs is, you just have a lot of players who are very interested and engaged and want to do the right thing for not only their futures, but for the futures of all the players that are going to come into the league after us. We want to make sure that MLS is, is a great league to come to. And the reputation of the MLS is that the players get taken care of and the players are happy. Um, and that's certainly something that we're going to try to do. I will uh, side with Pontius on this and wish you the best of luck for your match Thursday because I need you to move on so that you may lose to D.C. United in the next round. Okay. <laughs> well, I can certainly tell you we're going to try our best to move on. Um, as far as the losing goes, I can't help you there. <laughs> Dax, thanks, man. I appreciate the time as always. Of course. Have a good one, folks. Pass. This is show information, go to pitchpass.com.